Hello everyone, this is Rabbi Michael Hatton and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. Today's section, beginning with chapter 28, verse 1. And until we reach the end of Parshat Pinchas, we will be dealing with the issue of sacrifices, primarily with Musafim, which are the additional sacrifices. Today's section in particular, chapter 28, verses 1 through 15, can be broken down into three smaller sections. Each of one deals with a separate sacrificial service. The first section, verses 1 through 8, deals with the daily sacrifice, or the tamid. The word tamid, daily or perpetually, occurs four times in this section and is one of the leading words. The next short section, verses 9 through 10, is the sacrifice associated with the Shabbat, the Musaf service of the Shabbat. And today's final section, verses 11 through 15, is the additional sacrifice associated with Rosh Chodesh, with the new moon, the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. Both of these others, Musaf of Shabbat and Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, are offered in addition to the daily sacrifice. Or as the Torah puts it, Al-Olat HaTamid Ye'aseh. In addition to the daily sacrifice, these others will be performed. We might say that today's section with these three subsections presents us with sacrifices that occur on a regular basis in descending order of frequency. First, the Tamid, which is offered daily. Then the Musaf Shabbat, which is offered weekly. And then the Musaf Rosh Chodesh, which is offered on every new moon or approximately 12 times during the course of the year. In order to understand the discussion, we have to spend a few moments considering some of the constituent parts of a sacrificial service, and in particular, a brief word or two about the animal, about the grain offering, and about the wine libation. Every sacrifice consists of these three elements, certainly the sacrifices that we are discussing right now. The animal in question can be a keves, which is to say a lamb, can be an ez or a goat, can be a par or a cow. Those are the three categories of permitted sacrificial animals. These can be supplemented depending on the circumstances with certain kinds of birds. Torim uvneona, doves and turtle doves. The mincha, the grain part of the sacrifice, typically consists of two things. One is solet, which is fine meal from wheat flour, and this is combined with shemen or olive oil. And finally, there is the nesech, the libation, the wine which is poured out on the southwestern corner of the altar for sacrifices which are offered. 
the mincha and the nesach, the grain offering and the wine offering, and their quantity is a function of the animal in question. So, for example, when we offer a keves or a lamb, the grain offering consists of one-tenth of an efa, and the oil mixed with it is a rivi'it hahin, a quarter of a hin, and this is also the amount for the wine libation, a quarter of a hin. If the animal in question is an ez or a goat, then the meal offering consists of two-tenths of an efa, a fine flour, combined with a third of a hin of olive oil. And the wine libation, like the amount of olive oil, is also a third of a hin. If the animal in question is a par or a cow, then the meal offering consists of three-tenths of an efa, combined with half of a hin of olive oil, and the wine libation consists as well of half of a hin. So in summary, we might say, the larger the animal, the larger the meal offering, the larger the amount of oil combined with the meal offering, and the larger the wine libation. In order to understand our particular verses, one must have a rudimentary handle on biblical measurements of volume and of mass. And I will try and keep this part of the conversation straightforward and simple. Basically, the largest measure that we use in biblical volumes is called the efa, and the efa consists of three sa'a. Each sa'a, in turn, consists of six kav. Each kav, in turn, consists of four log, and each log consists of six beitzim, or six eggs in volume. So six eggs per log, four log per kav, six kav per sa'a, three sa'a per efa. If I multiply all of this out, one efa consists of 432 eggs in volume. And a tenth of an efa, therefore, which is our basic unit of measurement, for today's discussion would be equivalent to 43.2 beitzim. 43 and one-fifth eggs constitutes a tenth of an efa. I should point out that elsewhere in the Torah, a tenth of an efa is associated with an omer. When the manna begins to fall for the people of Israel in Parshat Bishalach, and each one is bidden to gather an omer daily, the Torah tells us, omer asirit an omer is the same of one-tenth of an efa. So one omer, one-tenth of an efa, both equal 43 and one-fifth eggs, 
and that's basically regarded from a human standpoint as a daily ration of grain or a daily ration of mana as the case may be. For liquid measurements, we have to be aware of two others, the hin and the chatzihahin and the half hin. A hin consists of 12 log in measures or 72 eggs in volume since each log is six beitzim. With these amounts in mind, we will begin to make our way through the text today, and I will refer back to them as required. Chapter 28, verse 1, Adunai el Moshe lemor tzav et Yisrael va'amarta alehem et korbani lachmi li'ishai reach nichochi tishmeru Command the people of Israel and say to them, My sacrifice, my bread for my fires, my sweet-smelling sacrifice, be mindful, take care of, to offer it to me at its correct time. Clearly this verse is employing anthropomorphisms, God's bread, God's fire, God's sweet-smelling savor, these are words which are often used in a sacrificial context and are meant to indicate that a sacrifice ought to be accepted with favor, as if it were sweet-smelling. And this is how the text, this is how the Torah employs the terms here. So our first sacrifice which is the daily sacrifice, must be offered bimmo'ado at its time. This is variously interpreted to mean every single day. That's one interpretation. Uh, a second interpretation of bimmo'ado is that the daily sacrifice effectively begins the sacrificial service in the morning and concludes the sacrificial service at night, which is to say, all other sacrifices must be offered within the range of the daily sacrifice. And thirdly, the daily sacrifice is offered even on Shabbat, unlike most other sacrifices, and even in a state of ritual unfitness, in a state of Tum'ah, because the daily sacrifice is communal in nature. Any communal sacrifice which has a set time, is offered even in a state of Tum'ah and even on Shabbat. The daily sacrifice, of course, is exceptional because it is the only sacrifice which is offered, as its name implies, Tamid, every single day in perpetuity. Verse number three indicates, Va lahem, say to the people of Israel, Say to them, This is the sacrifice by fire which you will offer to God, lambs which are one year old and unblemished, two per day, a sacrifice in perpetuity. Verse number four, et hakeves echad ta'aseh v'aboker ve'et hakeves hasheni ta'aseh bein ha'arbayim. 
the first lamb you shall offer in the morning and the second lamb you shall offer in the afternoon referred to here as Bain Ha'arbaim Bain Ha'arbaim literally between the two Erevs Arbaim is a couplet ending like Einaim, Yadaim, Raglaim, Oznaim it's not a plural ending it means two of something so Bain Ha'arbaim the afternoon sacrifice is offered between the two Aravim between the two eventides this is understood to mean by the rabbis to mean after midday, where midday means astronomical midday, i.e. as soon as the sun passes its zenith, its highest point in the sky, and begins its descent, which will climax with sunset, within that range from the sun passing the midpoint until the sunset, that's regarded as afternoon astronomically and halachically, and that is what is meant by ben ha'arbaim. So the first lamb of the daily sacrifice is offered first thing in the morning, and the second lamb is offered within the period of the afternoon, sometime as the sun makes its descent until the sun sets that would be the time frame for offering the afternoon sacrifice, the afternoon tamid. Of course, practically speaking today, when we speak of the time for mincha, which is associated with the afternoon daily sacrifice, so mincha can only be recited a half hour after astronomical noon, but this is in order to ensure that we don't accidentally recite it too early. The text continues. A tenth of an efa, a fine flour for a meal offering, which has been mixed with oil, fine oil, consisting of one quarter of a hin. The olive oil which was used to prepare the menachot or the meal offerings was specially prepared. It was crushed in order to extract the oil. There is a discussion as to whether it had to be an exclusively hand pressing or could even be pressed with a beam. That was the opinion of the Chachamim which is the accepted one. But the oil had to be free of impurities. So here we have the best possible ingredients, the finest wheat flour and the purest of olive oil. That is what the meal offering consists of. Verse number six. Olat tamid a, a daily sacrifice which was performed at Mount Sinai for a sweet-smelling savor by fire unto God. The reference to Har Sinai, to Mount Sinai, in this particular pasuk is somewhat puzzling. Ibn Ezra understands that the reference to Har Sinai indicates that after the people had left Mount Sinai, they did not offer sacrifices during the wilderness wanderings and therefore 
our reference indicates that as we are about to enter the land and resume the sacrifices, they should resemble the sacrifice that was performed when we were encamped at Mount Sinai. I should just point out that actually the first reference to the daily sacrifice is not in our reading today in Parshat Pinchas, but actually is much earlier in the Torah, in Parshat Titzaveh, in the matter of the narratives concerning the building of the Mishkan and the offerings of dedicatory sacrifices. In that context, Shmot chapter 29, we have a section devoted to the daily sacrifice, which is actually very similar to our section here. The Torah says, this is what you shall offer on the altar, kivasim b'nei shana, lambs which are a year old, shnaim layom tamid, two daily, in perpetuity, et hakeves ha'echad ta'aseh v'boker, ve'et hakeves ha'sheni ta'aseh ben ha'arbaim, which is a uh, very similar quote to our particular text over here, one lamb in the morning and the second lamb in the evening, and once again, the amount associated with the meal offering and the wine libation is spelled out exactly the same as what's reported in our particular section. In the Parshat Tetzaveh version, we have some additional material. The Torah says in that connection, Olat tamid this is a daily sacrifice for all generations at the opening of the tent of meeting before God, where I will meet with you and speak with you there, referring to Moshe. I will appear there to the people of Israel and I will be sanctified in my glory. I will dwell among the people of Israel and I will be their God. There seems to be a lot of association between the daily sacrifice and the idea of God dwelling among the people of Israel. And in fact, the daily sacrifice really becomes the paradigm for the service of the temple, the service of the Mishkan. For as long as the Mishkan stood, for as long as the temple stood, both of them were dealing with a period covering roughly 1,500 years between the tabernacle and the two temples, the daily sacrifice was offered without fail every single day of the year. It doesn't matter whether it's Shabbat, it doesn't matter whether it's a holiday. It is the, it is the epitome of absolute dependability and stability that is the daily sacrifice. I'm continuing with verse number 7 in our section. V'nisko rivi'itahin la'keves ha'echad ba'kodesh ha'sech nesech sheichar ladunai. Its libation consists of a quarter of a hen for each one of the lambs. In holiness, pour out the libation of strong drink to God. Verse number 8 wraps up the section. As for the second lamb, offer it in the evening, just like the meal offering of the morning and its libation, so shall you do in the evening as well. Ishe, an offering by fire, a sweet-smelling savor, savor unto God.
I would like to share a remarkable midrash which is mentioned in the introduction to Ein Yaakov. Ein Yaakov is a compendium of Agadot in the Talmud. It's, offered by, it's authored by Rabbi Yaakov Bar Shlomo Ibn Chaviv. And he relates that he found this particular midrash, but he searched for it in the midrashic texts and could not find an actual source. Nevertheless, he was convinced that it was authentic. The midrash says the following. Ben Zoma says, there is a verse in the Torah which is absolutely all-inclusive. And that verse is, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Ben Nana says, there is a verse which is even more inclusive. And that verse is, V'yahavta l'reyacha kamocha, love your fellow as yourself. So here we have a disagreement between Ben Zoma and Ben Nanas. One of them argues that the most important, all-inclusive verse in the Torah is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The other argues that the most inclusive verse is, Love your fellow as yourself. And obviously we can see in this disagreement a basic divergence. Those things which pertain to our relationship with God, ben adam lamakom, those things which pertain to our relationship with other people, ben adam lachavero, and it seems like both of these sages have effectively pinpointed the most important verses for both of those categories of engagement with the world. But the Midrash continues. Shimon ben Pazi Omer, Shimon ben Pazi says, the most inclusive verse in the Torah is actually a verse from our section today. Et hakeves ha'echad ta'aseh v'boker ve'et hakeves ha'sheni ta'aseh ben ha'arbaim. You shall offer one lamb in the morning and another lamb in the evening. The Midrash concludes, Rabbi Ploni stood up on his feet and he said, the halacha follows Ben Pazi. So remarkably in this Midrash, our third opinion, the most inclusive and important verse in the Torah is actually the verse that pertains to the offering of the daily sacrifice. This is highly unexpected. If you ask most people what is the most important verse in the Torah, they would probably not, to, not point to this particular context. But of course, Ben Pazi wants to offer us an incredibly important insight when it comes to Avodat Hashem, when it comes to Kiyum HaTorah. Of course, Shema Yisrael is a foundation of our faith, a fundamental statement of how we understand God and His nature. Is a foundation statement about how we must treat other human beings. But if you really want to understand how to integrate these ideas into our lives in a meaningful way, that's the contribution of Ben Pazi. It has to be with regularity. What the daily sacrifice teaches us more than anything else 
is that regularity and routine are fundamental ideas when we speak about moral development, when we speak about spiritual progress, when we speak about avodat Hashem, service of Hashem. So in fact, according to this Midrash, the verse in our Parsha, which speaks about the perpetual nature of the daily sacrifice, there is no such thing as a vacation from Olat HaTamid. There is no such thing as a single day of the year when it is not offered. That speaks worlds about the Torah's insistence that our attention to other people and our attention to God has to be constant and perpetual if it is to be meaningful and successful. So that, in fact, is the learning from that particular Midrash. I should just point out that Parshat Pinchas is always read in close proximity to Shiva Sarba Tammuz, the 17th day of Tammuz. And according to the Mishnah in Ta'anit, the 17th day of Tammuz was associated with many tragedies in Jewish history. Five are enumerated in the Mishnah, and one of them is the cessation of the daily sacrifice. So that's another way of saying that the daily sacrifice was an incredibly important ritual in, in ancient Israel and basically symbolized the idea of stability. When it ceases, therefore, the people appreciate that the world, as it were, is coming to an end, culminating in the ninth of Av, which we will observe just a few weeks from now. I go on to the next section, verse number nine, Uviyom HaShabbat, Shnei Chivasim B'nei Shana Timimim, Ushnei Esronim Solet Mincha B'dulava Shemen Vinisko. On the day of Shabbat, two lambs, one year old and unblemished, will be offered, and two tenths of an efa, a fine flour combined with oil along with its libation. Olat Shabbat Bishabato, Al Olat Hatamid Viniska. The sacrifice of Shabbat will be offered on every Shabbat in addition to the daily sacrifice and its libation. So what we read of here, the two lambs that are offered on Shabbat, therefore are understood to be musafim. Musaf literally means additional, and the musaf sacrifice on Shabbat, additional with respect to what? With respect to the daily sacrifice. So the daily sacrifice consists of two lambs, one in the morning and one in the evening, and the Musaf sacrifice on Shabbat consists of two lambs offered in between those other two. So the daily sacrifice always frames morning and evening, all the other sacrifices which take place during the course of the day, whether they are communal or whether they are individual, and therefore we refer to these sacrifices on Shabbat and the days that follow as Musafim. Al-Olat HaTamid, in addition to this daily sacrifice, as I pointed out earlier, this is a refrain which we will now encounter throughout the section as we make our way. We go on to the sacrifices associated with Rosh Chodesh, with 
the beginning of the month, verse number 11. On the first day of the month, you shall offer a sacrifice to God, cows, that uh, two cows, one ram, and seven-year-old unblemished lambs. So the, the sacrifice associated with Rosh Chodesh consists of three different kinds of animals, a cow, a ram, sorry, two cows, one ram, and seven lambs. And of course, each one of those, as I pointed out, will have different amounts associated with its meal offering, different amounts associated with its wine libation, as the Torah now indicates. Verse number 12. Three tenths of an efa, a fine flour mixed with oil, will be the meal offering for one of the cows. Two tenths a fine flour mixed with oil for one of the rams. One-tenth of an ephah, a fine flour mixed with oil for one of the lambs. These are burnt sacrifices of a sweet savor by fire unto God. Verse number 14. Zot olat their libations consist of half of a hin for the cow, a third of a hin for the ram, a fourth of the hin, a quarter of a hin for each one of the lambs. This will be the monthly sacrifice every month of the year. So basically, again, we see, depending on the size of the animal, is the size of the meal offering and the libation. And the larger the animal, the larger the amount. The text concludes the section, verse number 15. A goat will be offered as a sin offering for God. All of these are in addition to the daily sacrifice and its libation. So the Rosh Cherush sacrifice consists, therefore, of two cows, one ram, seven lambs, all of these being olot, or holy burnt offerings, as well as a goat, which is a chatat, or a sin offering. All of this, as I pointed out again, musaf, in addition to the daily sacrifice, one lamb in the morning and one lamb in the afternoon. Al olat ha tamid ye ase venisko.